0: Welcome to the Greater Church Podcast. We are praying that wherever you find yourself on the journey, that this message will be an encouragement and blessing to you. And now, here's today's message. If you're going to be taking notes, the title of this message is, What's the Best That Can Happen? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you that we have this opportunity to hear your word today, to know your heart, Towards us, when it comes to being afraid and being fearful. I ask that you just uh, take control and that you use the Holy Spirit to give us peace in our hearts, to give us peace for what you want from us, Father, and that we can build a trust in you, a trust so deep that we're so bound to that we cannot break for no reason, for no fear. We thank you, God, because you're going to speak today, and you're with us in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. <laughs> Thank you, nuns. <laughs> so, as I was preparing about this message, uh, a question came up in my mind, and it was that I wanted to pose to you. The question was: Is what is your earliest memory of fear? Was it two years old when that thing happened to you? Was it three? Maybe it was nine or ten. Think about when fear started to rule in your life. Because we all deal with fear, just like Chino said about offense last week, that there's going to be... it's, it's like inevitable that you're going to be offended at one point in time. It's inevitable that you're not going to be fearful or afraid at some point in time in life. And I definitely have um, lived a life full of fear and struggled with that my entire life. And I don't have to go back too far, but I, I'm going to go back maybe about 10 years just to show you some an illustration. Because Chino is... Um, Even though sometimes he has some fearful things he deals with, he's not afraid of nothing. (laughs) And he likes the excitement that scary things bring to him. So he, um, he says he manipulated me. He probably did. I feel like he forced me. He forced me to do this thing that he wanted to do. And honestly, I didn't want to do it, but I don't know how he got me to agree, but I did it. So I want you, what I want you to do is just take a look at the video, and then we'll talk about it. Exactly. exactly. Try this again. Do ah. your heads against the back of your seat? Top. Bring it back to Pelican. Move the back of Pelican. <laughs> uh, I got a good side the front. My heart's beating a little bit right now. Just watching. No! No! I don't know what my feet were doing there. I'm so sorry. I have no idea. But I'm praying a little bit right there. Crying. <laughs> Are you okay, what oh, And then he wants to ask, Are you okay? What? Are you serious? No, I am not okay. See, this is the part that I don't like. Okay, I'm crying a little bit more now. So I just want to go back down. Please bring me back down. Hey. See, this is the best part of the ride right here. This is the most funnest part of the ride. Look at my knuckles, guys. I'm still holding on like if I'm dying. (laughs) That That was awesome. We're good. (laughs) No. We were not good. No. At all. Not good. All right? That was crazy. It was the most uncomfortable thing. I mean, maybe not the most, but it was uncomfortable. That was something that just I could not even handle. I honestly, I'm never going to do it again. Never. Okay? Don't even try. Don't even talk. It's crazy because my boys, they did it a few years later. They're like, what was so scary about that? I'm like, I don't like you very much. But here's the thing. We all have our comfortable zones. Uh, there's things that make us uncomfortable and there um, are things that make us uncomfortable. And they're unique to you. And and what makes you uncomfortable might not make me uncomfortable. Just like my kids and they my husband. They were like, that was the greatest thing ever. But... I hated it, and I, I just couldn't hit. I hate roaches. I'm sorry. Crystal, you know, I've completely broke an entire couch because of roach. Like, Chino will, like, grab him with his hands. Like, seriously, it's gross, but ugh, you know what I mean? Like, I can't. I, I, I just can't deal with it. Chino hate, but here's what Chino can't, he can't do. He can't do my job. That admin work that I do, and I sit, and I bust it out, and I make things happen, he hates it. He's like, he thinks that's hell. Like, you go to hell, and that's what you have to do when you're in hell, right? And I just, I, I'm like, but that's easy. That's what I, it, those are our comfort zones, y'all. And the, realities, the reality is, is that comfort zones, <clears throat> they can change from one day to the next. They, they can um, expand when we face them, and, and we face our fears. Our comfort zone can go a little bit further out because we realize, oh, well, it's not so bad after all. Or they can retract us or limit us. And, we, and we, when we look at something and we're deathly afraid of it, hey, you guys would not have been able to experience such a great moment of laughter if I didn't do that, right? <laughs> so there's, there's things that can come. You can be expand, expanded or, re, or retracted. Comfort zones, this is what we've come to find out. They're the children of fear. So comfort zones typically are birthed out of fear birthed out of an experience, out of something that you've gone through. Going back to Joshua 1.9, it says, Have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous? Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Fear. It's an emotion. It's an emotion that was created by God, but it will also, if it's used in the wrong way and you get sucked into it, can paralyze you and never allow you to move towards a fulfilled life. God created that emotion. It is a real thing that each and every one of us has felt at some point in time. But that fear that God put in us wasn't so that we would be stuck. He put a fear in us so that it would be a safety mechanism for us, so that when you went up to the edge of the cliff you wouldn't fall over and die so God he gave us this emotion he gave us this feeling to teach us and to keep us as a safe safety mechanism but this is what happens like I said it, it, it can limit ourselves because it's birthed out of fear right it's a it's a uh, the comfort zone that we get into is because there's an experience that we have experienced maybe as a child or, or as other things. Sometimes it's passed down by family members. Sometimes it's, it's passed down by traumas. Sometimes it's just passed down by, like, I saw that on TV and I saw that guy do that and he died and I don't want that to happen to me. Fear is something that we all have. Something, something that it's just like, being offended, it's going to happen one time or another. And God knows this. And that's why God, he's so sovereign. He loves us so much that if you look in the Bible, fear not or do not be afraid is mentioned 365 times. Now, I don't think it's a coincidence that there's 365 days in the year. So there's a verse in the Bible every day because I believe, there are some people who maybe not struggle as much as others, but every day in life, there's something that you can be afraid of. There's a lot of fear in our lives. And, and it's crazy because the culture these days is, is the new thing is be fearless. Be fearless. And, and, that, and for some, it's a little easier, and some, it's a little bit harder. But here's the thing. Being fearless, I don't, I don't think that's the way to go. The reason being is because if you have no fear and God created fear as a safety mechanism, then you can get into trouble. You're going to get into trouble with, your, with things that you do, or you can even get into the point where you, get, where you kill yourself, or you get injured, or you hurt someone else. So it's, it's honestly not the safest to use the word fearless, like there is no fear at all. But in, in, in actuality, the, the, the better idea would be to be courageous. I want to be courageous because there's a, there's, a, there's a difference between it. Fearless is like, well, okay, I'm walking down, you know, for a hike on Kennesaw Mountain, and everything's going great, and I look up, and above, I don't know what happened, but there's a bear over there in the corner, and all of a sudden, when I get a little closer, this bear seems a little off. And there's drool coming down his mouth. He starts snarling. And then I start getting, mm, okay. And then he starts a little, a little bit more. All of a sudden, he starts getting up and stands up on his hind feet. He starts getting angry. If I'm fearless, meaning without fear completely, I could just walk up to that thing and think it's not going to do anything to me. I need that little bit of fear because it's that safety mechanisms that keep us where we need to be going. But, I, and the difference is, with courageous, is that I can be, I can go and do something by faith and do it afraid. Courage is not the absence of fear. It's doing it with the fear. And, and, and the key to that, which we'll get into, is, is the faith in God. The key to that is faith in God. So I'm encouraging myself and you all today to, instead of saying, I want to be fearless and I want to jump on that bandwagon of I can do it all and I'm not going to let anybody else do it for me and I can be the one and I, I'm not afraid of anybody. I'm not afraid. And I'm not going to let anybody hurt me and I'm not going to let anybody tell me what to do. I'm going to encourage you to say, I'm going to take courage. So what 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 does courage mean? Courage has this word. It's in the Bible. It's a Hebrew word. And it's, and it's pronounced amats, amats. And it means, the definition, it means to be strong, alert, brave, stout, bold, and solid. It also means that, that to strengthen or secure oneself, to like harden your heart. But not harden your heart in a way of like, well, I'm going to be uh, against that or make your heart get ugly towards it. What it means is, is, is to pull your heart together when it's palpitating and when it's not feeling uh, and there's fear in this. To pull it together and make it strong, hard, obstinate. I'm going to be firm and go towards this thing and not allow it for it to, to, to pull me out of the trajectory and the place that God wants to take me to. It's super important. To understand that there are, there are a couple things with courage, though. There's a couple things that, that when you say, I want to be courageous, number one, it takes work. It takes a lot of work to sit and say, I'm going to be courageous. It's not, it's not about being fearless. It's not about saying, I'm never going to be afraid, and I'm going to pretend that this doesn't scare me. No, it's, it's about like when Jason preached a, a few months ago about do it afraid. Jason Peebles, he had an amazing message. We got to do it afraid. It means it takes an effort from you. It takes work. Opportunity after opportunity will help you build courage. The more you do something, the easier it gets to do, especially if you're afraid of it. And not only that, and Chino mentioned it um, when he was up here, uh, it takes people to encourage you. That's why we're always telling you, it's just not about us. It's about others. It's about the community that we have here at Greater Church. What it does is it it allows you to say, hey, well, if Lydia could ride the slingshot, I could ride the slingshot, right? If she didn't and she didn't die, maybe I can do it. Now, the slingshot, don't do the slingshot. But (laughs) what I'm talking about, like, use it as a metaphor, you know, if Lydia can get up there and preach, I can get up there and preach. If, if, if she can do it, I can do it. If she goes through a divorce and everything is good, I can do it. You know what I'm saying? If, if, if her kid is a mess, and I see that later on as the one that had, and she says, my kid was a mess too, and now his kid is good, your kid could do it too. It's, it's an encouraging thing to have people around you. So it takes work. It takes you taking the step. It takes you saying, okay, I'm going to be courageous even though I'm scared. I'm going to do it afraid. But it also gets get some people around you to help you, to lift your hands up through it, to push you a little bit further. Chino is my push. He's my encourager. He's the one that's always, always pushing me to do things outside of my comfort zone. Do it afraid. Look for others to help you. Chino, like I said, he's my encourager. He pushes me. The reason why I'm standing right here and I'm actually preaching today is because he pushes. Now, in the past, this has not been so easy for him to get me up here. So it all started when I was younger, and there was times where I was... At school, I just, I couldn't get in front of the class. I couldn't even answer a question in front of the class. I was so afraid to just even open my mouth. I'm hands shaking when we got to the church where we served for many years. I mean, they would put me sometimes up to do offering or do announcements, and my hands were like, oh my God, okay guys, you guys have to give. I hope I make sense, but, and don't look at my hands because they're literally shaking up here. I mean, these are things that were happening, and I was dying. I just, I could not. It was so difficult. But I did it, and I did it afraid, and I felt a little embarrassed. But, I mean, it is what it is. And as time, and I've spoken many, um, not many times, but a few times through the five years here, and I, every single time, I feel like I get a little bit better. I get a little bit better. Because what the first initial thing that I always say is always, what if? What if I forget something? Or what if, like, I say something stupid? Or what if I can't stop my hands from shaking and they see that? What if somebody leaves church? What if? And it's hard. It's hard to be courageous when you only are thinking of the worst case scenario." So so in that, I've been on this journey of God just showing me. I read a book, and it, it's not a Christian author or whatever, so don't judge me, but whatever. It's good to learn things, you know, from other people. And um, it's a book called Hello Fears by Michelle Poehler. And I don't know if anybody's familiar with it, but this young lady, she had some, some assignment to do. And um, whatever the assignment was, I don't know what it is, but she said, uh, what, her, what she chose to do was to take 100 days and to face 100 fears, so one fear every day. And that she was going to record them and put it on a YouTube thing. Well, it went viral, y'all. It it's, was all, I mean, she did TED Talks after this thing and everything. She was not, she was a fearful woman. But she said, I'm going to face and I'm going to do these 100 things. And then she wrote a book after everything because of what she realized. What she realized, it wasn't just her. Everybody deals with fear. Everybody is afraid to do something. And based upon your unique experiences, based upon your unique personality, some things are more fearful for you than for others. And and, and it's a big circle of fear. And the enemy knows that. And he uses that against you to keep you stuck. And I know we've been talking about how we want you to move forward and we want you to go forward. And this is just one of those things that we have to be aware of. The same thing with offense. We need to be aware that God will use fear to keep us right where we are. So her thing was, and and, uh, uh, what she taught me from this book, it's helped me a lot, is a statement. And it's what's the best that could happen? So instead of focusing my fears on looking at what could happen that's negative and bad and what if they leave or what if this, what if that, I had to face them and look at what the best outcome could possibly be. Now, I'm not saying go and look at the best outcome. If I jump 100 feet off this cliff, will I die or will I not? No, that's stupid, okay? Put that aside. I'm talking about life things. I'm talking about, like, what if I remember to say the right things, What if God gives me this grace and this peace to be able to speak to people and I minister to someone who's going through exactly what I'm talking about and their life is forever changed? What if someone at the church comes and their marriage is then restored? What if God does what he says he's going to do? Like when we prayed for Cece's brother and he he had a stroke and he couldn't walk and then a week later she came back and testified at G Groups that he was walking and that he was talking. (laughs) What if God does what he says? What is the best that can happen? We have to look at our fear as an opportunity that God will lead you to your next season of growth. You have to look at your fears and say, what is the best that could happen? And what kind of opportunity for growth can I get out of this? I can just, like I said earlier, I can remember that at a very young age, I was so afraid of speaking. But as I shared with you, the more that I got up in front of people and the more that I talked to people, I can now testify that it's doable. I'm not shaking, I'm not feeling afraid. And not only is it because I'm doing it, it's because I'm also building my life up with a level of trust with Jesus Christ that I've never experienced before. And when you have a relationship with Jesus and he tells you, do this, you can do it with, do it afraid, first of all, do it with others and then do it with him. And he will lift you up and he will be there and he will use the words that you need to speak and he will use the the talents that he is giving you because that's what he wants. He has given it to us so that we can use, so that we can reach others. It's doable. And not only that, there's an understanding that comes from your experience. So once you do it, all of a sudden you're like, oh, OK, that wasn't so bad. Now I understand how that works. Now I understand how that feels when I fly up into the air and come down. I don't like it. But there's an understanding that if someone says, hey, I want to do the slingshot. Do you want to do it? No, I don't. But if you like that feeling, and I can explain that feeling, then do it. You're going to love it. You know what I'm saying? There's an understanding that comes from it. So if you understand fear, and you understand what's, what's, what's making you fearful or afraid, it, it's easier to become courageous. Because some of our fears, they're just learned things. Like I said, from the experiences that you've had in your past that hinder us, from what God has for us. The, the enemy of our soul will then use those things against us. And every time something feels familiar, he'll start to uh, uh, remind you, oh, remember that? Remember he did that to you? Don't do that again. Don't go tell that person you like them. Don't 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 go share and be vulnerable up there again because that person laughed at you or because that person took what you said and twisted it and left you. Don't, don't do that. The enemy comes in and does that. So not only do, are we an enemy of ourselves and our mind and we allow these fears to, to do this stuff to us inside of us, the enemy takes advantage of that. And what does it do? It keeps us stuck. So, like I said, you have to have some understanding. I want to explain three categories of fear. Real quick, there's universal fears. The universal fears that we feel are spiders, spiders, Roaches, I'm afraid of sharks, I'm afraid of needles, the dark. I mean, come on, raise your hand. Any of those things, any of them? <laughs> roaches, right here, roaches. <laughs> okay, those are universal fears. Everybody, everybody has a universal fears. And, the, and then granted, some roaches, they can't kill you. Even if they fly at you, they can't kill you. But sharks can. So those are, you know, you just need to be careful because some of those universal fields, they, there's a there's a real reason why you should be afraid of them. Be afraid of them, okay? Just stay away from them. Um, but then the second kind of fear is, or category of fear, is a cultural fear. So these fears, they revolve around love and belonging and understanding. Every culture has their own set of uh, rules. They have their own set of expectations. Society gives their own idea of what you should do and what you don't do, and all these things that, you know, <laughs> this is a crazy. One. My mom, uh, she'd probably be mad at me, but she, she would always tell me when I was little, she said, don't wear dirty underwears. Okay, I wasn't in the habit of wearing dirty underwears, but it was a thing that she always telling me. I'm like, mom, I don't wear dirty underwears. Why are you telling me this? She said, Well, don't don't wear dirty underwears because like if something happens and you get into accident and they take you to the hospital, they're gonna see your dirty underwears. I'm like, really? I mean come on. <laughs> OK, but I mean, that fear in her was so intense that I guess because her mom told her that and she thought about that. She's like, I got to pass this on to my daughter, too. You know, like, just don't wear. OK, y'all, just don't wear dirty. underwear. Okay, <laughs> there you go. But those are cultural things, family based ideas and things. You know, they, they shape our personalities. They they have to fit a certain standard because your your fear is is all of a sudden because they're linked to these things, they're linked to belonging. They're linked to, I'm not going to fit in if I don't do that. They link to, I'm not going to be loved or accepted. They dictate our decisions when we make the way we present ourselves to others. But here's the thing, because belonging and being part of a group, it's amazing. But God made you like a specific way. He made you unique. And, And you have to be careful, because it's okay to fit into a certain group. But you can't get to the place where that you have to fit in so much that you eliminate your authenticity or who you are or who God has created you to be. In Psalms 139, it says, For I formed, I I formed you in my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully in a careful way, and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Well, God made you. You're enough. You are loved. You are brave. You are bold. You are beautiful, just as you are. Be strong in that. Be courageous in that. And know that that is where your identity is found in God, how He created. Yes, it's okay to be belonging. It's to find someone that you can connect with on certain areas on a cultural level. But do not let it take away from who you really are. And then the last type of fear are your personal fears. So these are the fears that people have that keep us from disappointing ourselves. There are a lot of internal things. A lot of things that you think about that no one else knows about or no one else has any words to tell you about. But it's like we hold ourselves back because of this. We don't take risks. That's me. I'm not a risk taker. Right? We don't, we don't like trying new things. I, man, for a long time, I'm like, if you keep me right here in my bubble, I am the best person that you'll ever meet. But you take me out, oh my gosh. I become this, I, I mean, like, to the point of like, I don't even want to share. But what I'm saying is like, to the point of like going to an airport, like, if, if they changed my flight for a minute, like everything, my whole day would be ruined. Like it's just, OK, because it's it's not what I, controlling outcomes. I couldn't control the outcome. We go back to Soul Care. I know that some of you have been around for that series. Go back and watch it. Like I had the control of like, and it wasn't like I wanted to control people. I needed to control my life because it was my comfort zone. And if anything, the unknown came out. I, I was a mess. I didn't know what to do. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't understand life. I became this weird, crazy woman that didn't know how to handle her emotions and behavior because I was outside. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those are personal fears. Because, because some, some of the things when it came to risk and not being able to take a risk is because I was a fear of failing or looking like a fool. Some of the things, I wouldn't try something new or, or start a new relationship or friendship with someone because I was fearful of rejection. You're going to just end up abandoning me just like everyone else said. I'll just keep you right there. We're good, right? Right? We do that. Those are our personal fears, and they're all rooted into something. And, and the enemy of success or the enemy of not taking a risk and becoming successful, is just not failure. And that's what the enemy wants us to believe, but it's comfort, comfort, it keeps us, it keeps us, it keeps me in my comfort zone. I'm okay here, I can function here, I can do this here, but you take me out, and I'm a mess, so I'm gonna stay right here. Don't come in and try and tell me to move out. Don't come in here and try and tell me, God, you can't tell me to do that. No, no, Pastor Chino, you can't say, no, go over there and, and, and play the guitar. I mean, and Kim, she can attest to that. She struggled at the beginning. She's like, go, go play. And she'd be like, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> but look at her now. Like, he just put her on the spot right now. He just, Here, get the mic, talk. She said, I got this. Right? Because she came out of the comfort zone. God used Chino to help her. And, he, and she grew in it. And it's the craziest thing. So here's the thing. Comfort keeps us from innovating. It keeps us, it begs us to stay home and stay out and stay in our little bubble. It tells us that, you know what, you don't need to go on Wednesday night to G Groups. Stay home in your jammies. Watch a little Netflix show because there's going to be too many people there and you're going to have to be vulnerable and you have to share something. But what if, what's the best that could happen, right? So, so I want to share a little bit, okay? Because he mentioned it a little bit. But here's the thing. With greater church, I didn't want to start a greater church. <laughs> <laughs> I did not want to go to a city that had no friends, no family, no job, no house to start a church for a bunch of people I didn't know. That is totally overwhelming, risk-taking. Not starting Greater Church, if we didn't take the risk and if we didn't do it, we could have made that decision based out of, out of fear, out of security, out of safety, and out of comfort. We had great jobs, y'all. We had good stability. We had friendships. We had family support systems in place. Like, everything was great for us we decided to start. We made the decision based on growth and progress. So let's take a chance. Let's, let's be courageous and, 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 and then look, look at where we've come from and how far it's gone. Look at this building that we're in now. Look at all the things that have happened through the five years of greater church, the friendships, the relationships, the, not only that in, in, in the church, our personal life, our, our marriage, If we didn't come and do this, I don't think we would be married. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. If we didn't come and do this, and yes, it was hard and a struggle, but there was it was so we got to the point in time is like, are we doing this or are we doing this? And I'm not just talking about are we doing this, greater church. I'm talking about are we doing this together? Like, are we going to continue this life together? You know what I'm saying? We came to that point, and and think and I think back, and I'm like. If I didn't take it and I stayed in that comfort, we wouldn't be where we are today. Has it been hard? Yes. Has it, has it? Has it been overwhelming? Is it still overwhelming? Is it still scary to think? What's next? We just moved into a new chapter of Greater Church. What's next? It's scary, y'all. But we're gonna do it afraid. And we're gonna have you guys around us to help us and to encourage. And you and we will do the same for you. Life is always going to give you the option always you 'll always have the option you 'll always get the option of either sit in your comfort zone or accept the challenge and grow there's a, a, a psychologist i 'm not sure why that keeps happening to am I doing something okay um, there's a psychologist, Jeffrey Gray, and he says, and real quick we'll just talk about him two primary systems there's um, that are uh, used to, that your body, your mind uses to uh, influence your decisions. And one is the behavior inhibition system. Okay, that's when risk comes and you see it and the red flags come up and it stops you. And, and it happens in a split second. You're in worship, you're worshiping, you're feeling it, and you're like, I'll put my hands up. Nope, not doing that. Not gonna do that, I'm not gonna put my hands up. It's gonna draw too much attention. I might embarrass myself, it's just it's just too much, I don't wanna do that. And then the second thing is the behavior activism activation system. This this thing in your brain, it responds to a reward and then encourages you to take action. Well, Then your mind starts talking, well, but what if I get a breakthrough? What if I raise my hands? And man, God just like, I start crying and all of a sudden I walk out of there and I'm changed just from that little moment. What if God actually hears me from the little cries that I have when I put my heart up? And all of a sudden, the next day I've been praying about a job and I needed a job and I have one dollar in my account. And the next day I get the best job offer I've ever experienced in my entire life. What if? How can we put that into motion? So instead of that I- inhibition system, how do we get our brains, how do we get our brains to say, I'm going to do the activation system? How do we focus on behavior activation system so that the, for the things that we know are so fearful, that we're so afraid of, that are too risky, that might not make you feel very comfortable? How do we do that? We have to have faith. Yeah. Faith, it's, it's all there. And then we have to ask ourselves, What's the best that can happen? What is the best that can happen? It says in Hebrews 11, 6, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. He rewards them. You want to activate the reward? You want to activate the behavior activation because it responds to a reward? Have faith. Take it. Make the step in faith. When you're about to have that tough conversation this week, what's the best that can happen? Take the step. Have faith that God is going to make it happen. When you're about to to go and you're like, I got this big meeting and this is going to be the biggest challenge that I've ever uh, come against, what's the best that can happen? Focus on that. It's going to give you the courage. It's going to give you the strength. It's going to give you the boldness and the confidence to do it. It's going to take your eyes off of what you can do and put your eyes on what God can do and what he can do through you it's a step of faith it says in second Timothy three sixteen, for God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power love and self-control to walk in everything God has for us we have to walk away from comfort zones We have to walk away from that spirit of fear. We have to step out in faith and put on God's power. And we got to put on his love. And we got to put on his self-control and say, I am not going to go to the left or to the right, but I'm going to stand firm, bold. And I'm going to harden myself to this thing that is so scary. That I am so afraid of. And the reasons why I'm so afraid could be from my mom. Could be from my dad could be from the past experiences, could even just be from the enemy trying to confuse me. But I'm gonna just stand in that. I'm gonna stand and I'm gonna believe that that God is with me. And I'm gonna believe by faith that he, that I can trust him and he's trustworthy and that he is faithful because he hasn't given us the spirit of fear. And if we can come against that that idea of being fearful, he will fill us with his power, his love, and his self-control. We gotta step out into the unknown. What is the best that can happen? In my experience, you know what? Stepping out has brought so much growth. And I've shared some stuff about speaking. It's been a blessing. So many things that have given me wisdom. I can remember uh, uh, multiple times, I'm telling you, my life is full of like fearful moments, and I just grew up just as a fearful child. And I remember a moment <clears throat> when I came. Uh, a lot of you know my testimony, and I grew up in the church, and then I kind of went away for about ten years, and then I came back to Christ, and God has just completely changed my life and my world. It's been about twenty some odd years now, and at the beginning of that journey. Um, I, I, was just like, I knew that this was something that I struggled with, with fear and just, I didn't know how to handle that. Um, but I wanted to just come out of that, but I wanted to do it alone, which isn't the way you should do it, but it's fine. I did. Um, and I, um, I remember I went back to school and I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to finish my associate's degree and I'm going to do some things for myself. And on one day there was a, a like a festival that they have in the courtyard, and there was like this rock climbing thing. So ever since I was a kid, I'm definitely afraid of heights. I just don't like heights. It scares me. I couldn't go up to edges of things. I couldn't look out a window. It was it's scary to be like that. But I, I, so there was this walk rock climbing wall, and I looked at it for like ten minutes. So I'm like, should I do it? Because it was free, you know, just if you were attend the college. And granted, okay, so there's a bunch of college students. And because of my story, obviously, I was closer to like 25, 26, a little bit older than most people. But I was like, I can still look young. I could still go do it. And I was a student, so it was open to me, too, you know. But I felt a little weird because I'm like, this is old lady, you know. She, she thinks you she can just rock climb or whatever. Whatever. It doesn't matter. So I was just kind of like, I'm going to go. I think I'm going to do it because this was a big thing for me. I was just like, Okay. So I said, like, uh, and I went, I said, like, can I do it? And they're like, yeah, and they put on the thing, and they, and I climbed up to the top. And I hit the bell, and I was like, wow, this was a crazy thing. There was no one around. No one knew it. No one, I don't, <laughs> I don't even know if I've told you this story, right, babe? But I told, I, it was a thing. I overcame something in that moment, and I did it for myself. And it's crazy. I still struggle for many, many years, even until, I mean, I, I feel like God brought Chino into my life because he wanted to, like, expedite that fear out of me (laughs) we're almost six and a half years in and then like the moment I got thrown into his life it has been a life of risk and crazy and like outside of my comfort zone like out here like ah, okay so what I meant and he you know he you God used him to to get me to this point where I'm at right now and I know I have so much more to go but um you know fast forward maybe like 10 years into our marriage um, they would go to the the beach down in Florida, and there was these these uh, bridges that, at that time, they're closed off now. But at that time, you could jump off into into where the water and the boats go under, and they would jump off. He started getting my kids to jump from the lower level, and I'm like, No, I don't want to do this. Finally, they talked me into doing it, y'all. I was looking for the video, I couldn't find it. One day, I'll find it and I'll show you guys. But it literally took me 45 minutes. I got up on the bridge, I came back down. I got up on the bridge, came back down. I stood up there for about 20 minutes with them counting, one, two, three, go. One, two, three, go. One, two, three, go, like 50,000 times, right? There was one time I was like, okay, I'm ready. We're gonna do it. One, two, three. I even said, I'm glad. I said, one, two, three. Okay, my mind, my heart wanted to go. My legs said, "Uh uh-uh, we ain't doing it, okay? I wish I could show you the video because, bro, this is, I'm I'm being 100% honest. I did it though. It took about 45 minutes, I did it. It was great. I thought, oh my God, I, had, I, I don't know if I would wanna just like do this, like keep going, keep going, but I did it. And that was another notch on my belt. And then fast forward another 10 years, or maybe, I don't know, it was like 2015, we went to Jamaica. And there was this thing called Blue Hole, and my boys were like, we're gonna do it. And at this point, I wasn't saying, no I'm not. I said, I'm gonna try this time, I'm gonna do it. It literally only took me one minute to do. I went up there like I was a G and I said, I'm going to do it. I survived the last two things I did. I could do this and I survived that stupid slingshot thing. I could do it. And I literally what I'm trying to say, y'all, is it just the experience and the stepping out and the doing it afraid. It begins to free you to be able to do what God has called you to do. It happens. There's testimony I'm showing. If he can do it for me, he he can do it for you. You just got to take the step. You just got to have activated with faith. And you have to trust God that you know what? He loves you more than you even love yourself. He loves you better than anyone else. And he knows what's good for you. And if you can trust him in that, then everything that you do, even if it's off and maybe a little bit bad, he will bring it back and make it good for you. Let's close our eyes. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. The mission of Greater Church is to reach and empower all people. And we hope that this message met you wherever you find yourself on the journey. If God is using this ministry to impact your life, please head to our website at www.greater.church where you can read a message from our pastors, partner with us by giving online, and learn more about what is happening in the life of our church. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on all social media platforms.